Well, welcome Adam LaFondra to the A-League Couch Critics. Thanks so much for joining us today. How you going, mate? I'm brilliant, mate. You know, uh, considering uh, obviously I'm in quarantine, uh, it's a beautiful day, a little bit windy, um, but you know, uh, I'm I'm really blessed to be here. Excellent. Yeah, like you like you just mentioned, quarantine. You're, you're out tomorrow, so I, I bet you're buzzing. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, the middle part of obviously quarantine, as I'm a bit of an expert at it now, is is always the hard bit. And you know, coming towards the end, it's got celebration time. So you know, we're, we're getting geared up to to move out and and try and resume normal life, I guess. Yeah, awesome. All righty, well, Adam, I've got some some kind of deeper questions to get into later, but I thought we'd start off with some quickfire questions just to, to get to know you a little bit better. Um, yeah. First one, I think I know the answer, but pies or sausage rolls? Pies. Pies? Yeah, if I'm going to eat it, if I'm going to score it, sausage rolls, but if I'm going to eat meat potato uh, pie for me. Excellent. All right. Uh, with a pie, barbecue or tomato sauce? HP sauce. I'm H- very English. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get into it. I can't. <laughs> yes, that's the one. I have HP on everything. There you go. All right. Another one, maybe controversial because you're, you're English. Are they called thongs or flip-flops? Flip-flops, for sure. Well, obviously, I have to adopt it. There's thongs over here. Uh, absolutely. Uh, AFL or NRL? I'm not a big fan of either, but if I if I would say either, I'd say AFL and uh, Geelong Cats. They're my team. There you go. There you go. The, the first answer is definitely correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Ronaldo or Messi? Ronaldo. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah, fun. <laughs> yes. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, this one. What's the best game you've ever been to as a fan? Oh. I can't think of the top of my head. I probably, there was a United game I once went to. Um, I was literally leaving at the time. I think Solskjaer scored a winner in the 90th minute against Leicester. It was. Uh, I was only maybe 10, 12 years old. Something like that. I was a little bit older, actually. My dad, and, um, I was literally on the turnstile. I was leaving, and he scores the last minute. Oh, that sort of thing was was amazing for me. Yeah, incredible. What what an atmosphere at Old Trafford? Yeah, at Old Trafford, yeah, it was an un- unbelievable atmosphere. Uh, I tend when I was younger, I tended to go to a lot of Stockport games because I got free tickets to there, and obviously that was on my doorstep when I was playing for them at a the time. And, and they were they wasn't quite high profile, but they were still a really good competitive team when they played City and when they played teams like Sheffield Wednesday, who have a massive fan base following. It was always a really good game as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to get over and watch a game in England. I'm, a, I'm actually a bit of a fan of Dover Athletic. Oh, lost you there. Dover? <laughs> yeah, Dover yeah. Athletic. He's, he's one of my kids. Yeah, they, they, they were in a bit of trouble last year, though, I think. Yeah, they've started, started a bit rough with a, with a point deduction this season, but they, they were close to the National League. They were close. Yeah, they they were, um, I think the, the chairman put a furlough them all, didn't they? I think they're not playing yeah. any more games because there's no fans. They're the only club in English history to finish a season with zero points. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Tough, tough times to be a dope fan. Uh, that's, that's fantastic, yeah. mate. Um, obviously, you're, you're itching to get back out there. How are you feeling about this season and getting back on the training pitch with Sydney FC? 
yeah, of course, really excited. You know, um, obviously to go so close last season um, was obviously a big heartache for us. You know, we've been so successful for two seasons prior, and obviously I went to India and come back, and you know, I, I watched the season obviously unfold in front of me, and I can't help but think if I was there for the full season, maybe it would have been a little bit different as well. Um, you know, watching a few of the early games when um, it seemed like we couldn't finish off teams, which was you know obviously what I helped with, I guess. And, um, you know, obviously I feel like adding me back to the squad and obviously we've got some good players still there and we've added some more new players to the squad. We're obviously going to be, you know, challenging again. That's what we demand at Sydney. We demand to challenge for trophies and if not win trophies. So, you know, um, I'm really excited to that and, and help be a driving force of that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you've made a big move uh, in jersey number this season to number 14, first one since Alex Brosk at the club. Uh, how's it feel to be just a part of Sydney FC's history and, and follow in those kind of footsteps? Yeah, I think that was one of the main reasons behind it. I wanted, you know, obviously I know I'm coming to the latter end of the twilight of my career and I want to leave a legacy and, you know, I can't help but think I've, I've started well at Sydney uh, and to sort of building that legacy, you know, I'm on, I'm on pace to score. You know, a lot of goals in the past two seasons going into obviously the next couple of years as well and, and trying to catch Prosky as being the all-time leading goal scorer and, and you know and, and setting a target for someone else to get um, you know it would be nice of me to leave a really nice legacy here and I, I felt like if obviously nine wasn't free because Bobby had it and I'm not the sort of player who goes around taking numbers off people or demanding things or anything like that because you know that's that's not my personality and it's, it's just not right in football anyway so I would just Obviously, I felt 14 would be a you know a fitting tribute to Brosky, and and you know it, it sort of I guess enhances my legacy as well if I can improve on on what Brosky's done and you know set the standard of, of goal scoring even higher than, than what he has. Uh, you know, I, I fully understand the magnitude of him wearing the shirt, and you know I, I'd like to think I'm a, I'm a worthy player to wear. Yeah, absolutely. They're big boots to fill. Broski's obviously a club legend. Everyone loves him. But I, I, th- I think most Sydney fans are, are pretty proud that you're you're taking on that kind of legacy and, and excited to see what you can do in that number. It's quite iconic. Yeah, of course. You know, I've spoken to a few of the staff as well about it and they said, you know, they couldn't imagine anyone else in the squad apart from me wearing that. And, you know, um, they see that as a, a challenge for me personally. But also I've... When I came in, I came in with a challenge to try and beat Bobby's goal scoring record. And, yeah. and you know, I, I said that I said that from day one, I'm going to try and beat this. I'm trying to do that because I think as a player, you have to have aspirations, you have to have goals to, to keep yourself, you know, enthused, to keep yourself motivated. And that's definitely something for me in, in my eyesight and in my um, you know, goals of, of finishing my career or what I want to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's great to hear. Uh, you, you have played in quite a few leagues, uh, played in a couple of leagues in England, and then you've, you've come over to Australia, played in India as well. Uh, what is your kind of evaluation of the A-League? How does it stack up? Um, it, what do you like? What's, what's difficult about playing in the A-League as a striker? Um, well, I don't think I've had too much difficulty playing in the A-League as a striker so far. Um, but I've not really had many, much difficulty on my career, really. Um, with scoring goals. Uh, I think, you know, the A-League is a really fun league, you know, obviously it's a very counter-attacking league compared to, you know, England, let's say, uh, you know, they try to do things the right way in in, in Australia, you try and build out from the back and try and, uh, 
you know, build patterns and, and passing patterns and, you know, interpret how you, you want your attacking patterns to break down the team, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I think a lot, a lot of the time when it comes to 60, 70 minutes, it becomes very much a, a transition game, um, sort of battle of the fittest and, and who's got the sharpest attack. I think, it, you know, it, it, for me, it's quite a, a fleet to watch and, and to play in. Um, I guess maybe when Sydney are playing, um, teams tend to be a little bit more defensive against us than, than the other teams that, that I've seen, well, that I've watched anyway, definitely. Um, and they tend to be a little bit more pragmatic against us and you know, sort of shut up shop and, and see if they can nick a result rather than, you know, going all out, which they do against other teams. Maybe that's, you know, the respect shown to us for, for the years of success they've had as a, as a club. Um, and that, I think, you know, for it to improve the league, obviously the, the youngsters coming through, they need to be better as players as well. Um, I think it's all right having good young players, but or it's like having young players, sorry, but you have to have good young players who understand the role and understand the team. And, and obviously, you know, once to improve on that, I think, you know, what we've seen last season was some really good young, talented players who enhanced the game, really, um, and brought a lot of good spotlight and good publicity to the league because they were ready to play and they made a good impact. I think, obviously, um, there's been a clamour for a lot more youth to be, to be brought into the league, but I think obviously you don't just bring in youth for the sake of it. You don't just play young players because you know everyone wants you to do it. They have to be good enough. They have to be ready, uh, and they have to contribute. You know, uh, I don't think you can just say, "Well, he's a young player, I'm going to play it." You know, I think we've seen last season that um, there were some really good, bright young spots that came out of the season, and you know, it's a very exciting time now for Australian football. I think, and in the seasons going forward, with obviously the, the you know the new uh, deal with Paramount as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Players like Joel King, who who really did add to Sydney's overall style of play. You know, he, he wasn't just in there because he was young. He he actually growing. He's still got got plenty of of development to go. But yeah, you can see he's he played there because he he actually fits the squad and and contributes. Yeah, King is a fantastic young player. I think obviously he's come on leaps and bounds since he's he's been in the team. You know. I think his his game is growing as well. You know, he's um, a very steady left back, which is he's growing into. You know, uh, an attacking left back because that's how we play. You know, if you look at Rhino on one side and, and Zul when he was fit, what the demands on them two are, are ridiculous at Sydney. I think you know King is physically capable, he's tactically capable, and you know he's growing into that game awareness now. I think you would have seen last season, obviously, that how well he did, uh, how much he has improved as a player. You know. Uh, he's got to keep on improving because obviously Zulzi is going to come back fit this season. You know, obviously, King had a great season last season, but he's got to improve again on top of that to keep out, you know, a uh, soccer international fullback um, from the team. And, you know, King has got all the, the attributes to do that. He's willing to put in the hard work and keep improving the attacking side of his game because he's a very good defensive fullback. I think where he needs to improve personally is, is obviously the attacking side of it because. You know, he's, he is a fantastic young player and, and, and he's got great ability um, defensively and going forward, but he just needs to improve, you know, like all of us do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's uh, that's fantastic to hear. Um, a, a little bit more on the A-League. Obviously, it's uh, growing. It's trying to expand. In, in your opinion, you know, what kind of number of clubs should the A-League be getting to to be ideal? And, and what are your thoughts on the potential of a second division? 
Yeah, I think obviously the second division is is vitally important. I think obviously we need to align with obviously the the MPL leagues and and you know obviously cross that bridge and and get them all aligned. And obviously, I don't know how that's going to happen financially. Obviously, that's just me and outsider looking without looking at obviously the financial numbers of how that works. But I think you know if you look at an abroad scale, you need to get every league under, underneath each other and, and working together for the same goal, and that will only enhance you know. Australian football as a whole as well. I think um, if you look at the Scottish League, you can have 12 teams in the league and uh, and do it that way. Um, or you can go to maybe 16. I think over 16 would be you know a good number to have. Obviously, there's a lot of travelling and, and that. And obviously, the, the thing is here you have to work in is you know the calendar against other codes. Obviously, it is, is football strong enough to stand up against the AFL when that's starting and when that's finals time with the fans and NRL as well? I think that's what I don't know. Maybe they've had a bit of fear in with that's why obviously the football season is what how it is because you know TV scheduled it to you know they they feel like they're not going to get the the ratings they would against obviously a, a AFL game or an NRL game, which is um, you know I guess the 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 problem or not the yeah the problem is obviously there's too much sport going on in Australia whereas <laughs> look in England there's one sport pretty much it's just football you know you get rugby which is semi-watch which it's not quite as a, a crazed following as you know football like I can say whereas here it's it's so diverse in what people you know take in and you can be a fan of all three teams or you know in NRL in AFL and in football as well so um, you know there's so much things to choose from and there's so much different problems here or solutions you have to find to the schedule system than, than anywhere else, I guess, in the world. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a fairly kind of astute summary of what's happening in Australia. Yeah, we're sport mad, but that, that demand to, to be the top dog is is quite, um, yeah, challenged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some, some questions, uh, maybe a bit more about you. Um, you've obviously built some great relationships at Sydney FC and uh, most people on Twitter know you've got a great relationship with Alexander Baumjohan. Uh, he's moved on from the club this season, so who's going to step up and put it on a platter for you? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to ask the boys when I get in. Uh, you know, I think obviously me and Costa have had a great relationship as well. Um, obviously, think that's his first season with me. Um, you know, we had a great relationship up front. We had a, obviously, we were double. You know, he, he set up a lot of my goals. I've actually set up uh, a few of his goals as well. So, you know, I think we had a great partnership. Um, you know, we've got Ninko as well, who's obviously you can't, can't not um, say Ninko in, in terms of creating chances and creating opportunities for myself. So, obviously, we've brought Max Burgesson as well and, and Cam Stover. So, you know, we've, we've got attacking uh, threats and attacking, you know, creative solution so it's just on me to, to get the chance to put it away really and you know I'm, I'm never really shy to say that I won't do that yeah absolutely uh, you, you do love bagging a sausage roll and when you do you pull out quite a celebration can you can you explain for fans just a little bit behind your celebration yeah it's just from a family I think um, you know the A's obviously the A team which is me my wife and kids we're all A's and um, first names so it's sort of a, a salute to them and, you know, a thank you to them really to come on this journey with me. You know, I've 
uprooted the family, uprooted my wife out of a social network, out of you know the family network, and you know took her to a foreign country where she's got you know no friends or family to help her with three children. So um, you know, sort of a, a thank you to her really for believing in me and my dream, and, and to, to the family as well, for the kids as well, to for doing that for me as well. Um, you know, it's sort of. Uh, mark of respect I guess for, for my family and you know love I've shown to them yeah, that's that's fantastic um, what are your what are your thoughts on the new threads for Sydney FC this season it just dropped the other day yeah very good um, you know I, when I just before I left I'm, I always speak to obviously the people who sort the kits out and stuff and look at the you know the blueprints of the kits and, and I look what they look like uh, prior and you know, I was really happy with what they were showing me, to be fair. Uh, I think, obviously, you can tell by the kits and the reaction. It, it's gone down very well. Um, you know, obviously, the away kit, um, yeah, I think they were going to do another little idea, or but they didn't quite go through with it, which I thought would have been marketing genius for them. And I would have sold probably 10 times more than what they'll sell now of it, because it's something completely different. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. And it's, they still come out with some fantastic kits. Yeah, no. Awesome. Um, final kind of question for you in this interview. Uh, give us a prediction. Where are Sydney finishing come the end of the season? And put a number, how many goals are you going to score? Uh, we're finishing top. Um, I don't like, really like seeing a number or what I'm targeting or anything like that. But, you know, I think... Um, <laughs> You can expect at least double figures from me, obviously. Um, and we'll, we'll go to the, you know, my last season was 20. So, you know, I'd like to think I'm going to be in and around that at least. So, um, you know, injury-free touch wood. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much guaranteed to get that, I reckon. Awesome. Well, I'm sure lots of Sydney fans will be backing you to, to hit the back of the net plenty of times this season. Uh, it's fantastic to have you back for another season. And thanks so much for coming and being our first ever player on the A-League Couch Critics. Um, surely this has got to help push us beyond 300 subscribers. And and I'm sure people will love to, to hear what you've had to say. Uh, all the best for the season, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Let's hope so we get some more subscribers. <laughs> fantastic, mate. Cheers. See you later. Cheers, mate. See you, buddy. Bye-bye.